Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. I haven't been doing a lot of talking today. But as I begin the show, I realize I have no high notes. For those of you that tune in, for my high-pitched voice, golly, maybe I should be sick more often. But it is Tuesday on this show, and you know what that means. we got a lot to get into here today. Hopefully not a run-in with the FCC. But yes, last night, Monday Night Raw. we got a week and a half until SummerSlam, and, uh, and we got a lineup. For SummerSlam so far. Pretty much the entire card's all ready to go. And so we'll tell you what they did last night on Raw to lead to this show. And of course, also tonight is NXT. And on the heels, old Dirty Dom exploding the rating last week, we've got Rhea Ripley in action. Rhea Ripley will be facing Lyra Valkyra on the show. Dominic will be there as well. They're going to kick off the show celebrating his title win. So, a lot to talk about in the lineup for NXT tonight. Also, some ratings notes. SmackDown on FS1 did his best number ever on FS1. And uh, as usual, the Bloodline segment was what uh, spiked it. And then we've got uh, Collision Notes and Rampage as well, which was up with the Royal Rampage. We have injuries in WWE to talk about. Kevin Owens is injured. Liv Morgan is injured. Both of these, they did injury angles on the show, but they are actually hurt. And Cody Rhodes talking about his WrestleMania moment, which was not what a lot of people expected. And uh, the New Day, according to Xavier Woods, should be back in due time. So a lot to get into here today. If you'd like to text us, 425-780-7566. It is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. 
on Threads, Instagram, and Cameo. Get a Cameo, everybody, at 4W Online. And at Brian Alvarez on X. <laughs> Moment of Observer Live. Sometimes love. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. And take our time through this show today. There ain't no rush, right? Exactly. And there ain't no rush in WWE either because he re-signed with AEW. Now, can you You can't do it with your condition, can you? You can't roll the R's. I can. Roosh. I could not say Max Dupree. Actually, I kind of did, actually. Hey. I guess I'm healing. Don't strain anything, though. Anyway, the updated lineup for NXT. Rhea Ripley and Lyra Valkyra. Carmelo, Trick, and Ilya Dragunov versus Joe Gacy and the Dyad. Cora Jade and Dana Brooke in a kendo stick match. And Dominic will kick off the show with Rhea to celebrate his North American title win. The show's going to do a big number again, everybody. It's going to do a big number. Because, honestly, as we were talking about last night, and it was patently obvious watching Raw as well, with the exception of Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, the hottest act in WWE is the Judgment Day. I don't even think there's, like, a close third. Like, the Judgment Day is so over right now. Rhea is super over. Finn Balor should win the title. Dom is doing great. Damian Priest is awesome. I mean, this act is hot. Yeah, it is. And uh, they're going to be all over NXT tonight. So I think this show's going to do probably the biggest NXT number in forever. Probably beat that Seth Rollins show. And you know what the good part about the Judgment Day right now is to me? It's the fact that once they inevitably break up, unless they really fumble something going along the line, like Rhea Ripley is going to be, she already is, a major star. She's a star, period, point blank. People want to get behind Damian Priest, whether he's a babyface or a heel, a big guy who can kick ass, he's very experienced. Like He's a guy that like they really seem to like, they should like him. And after this is over, no matter how it goes, he's probably going to be more over. Finn Balor... To me, I you know I don't want to say he's unsinkable, you know, to the level of like a Kevin Owens in that company, but like people are always going to rally around him. The only question is, with Dom, is Dom going to be able to maintain after this, especially if he's not with Rhea Ripley or has some sort of alignment that way? Can he continue to keep this heat? So he's the one you'd have to worry about the most, and they're investing seemingly a lot right now into him. So we'll see how it goes. Now, the hottest thing in WWE remains the bloodline. SmackDown Friday on FS1 did 1.23 million viewers and a .36 in 18 to 49. So the last time they aired on FS1, they're up 44%. And obviously, the bloodline segment with the rules of engagement was the highest rated thing on the show. And uh, it did 1.5 million viewers. And I forget what Dave said the the demo was for it, but it was, like, really high. Like, what did he say it was? See I'll if you can find here. it. Yeah, I thought know. he said, like, 0.5 or 0.6, and that, that can't possibly be right. But that was on uh, FS1 on Friday. So uh, they did very, very well. 
The Rampage show did uh, better than usual based on the Royal Rampage. 415,000 viewers, which was up uh, 33%, and it did a .11 in 1849, although that is not a great demo at all. But obviously, if you looked at the quarters for the Rampage show, I mean, it was a Royal Rampage. People people wanted to see the Royal Rampage. They stuck around mostly for that. And then, uh, you know, the collision number is interesting because, uh, you know, viewership-wise... It did well, 618,000, which is well for Collision. Demo-wise, it didn't do as well, 0.18, which is down quite a bit. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is, it's like, so obviously the show is supposed to be the CM Punk show. It's built around CM Punk. So if you if you go online now, because the ratings are out, you know, all the people that don't like CM Punk are talking about no mill fill and this whole this whole deal. But if you look at the quarters for this show, this show is totally propped up by CM Punk. He was in three segments on the show. He was in the opening segment where they set up the tag match, and he was in the two final segments with the tag match, and those were the highest-rated segments on the show. So CM Punk is a draw for Collision. He's, he's consistently the thing that people want to see more than anything else on the show, but he's not going to do a million viewers on collision he's just not i don't even know why that's a i mean i know why it's a meme because he had to go out there and call himself one bill phil and uh i mean he basically was asking for it with that promo uh troll wise but anyway that is the the number there and i would like to come on here and just rail on the fact that i said you need to advertise more for the show but it's not a number where you know you can say that's the whole problem but I do think, as a general rule, they need to advertise more for the show. I think if they advertised more for the show, it would have done probably better, especially in the demo. But, you know, they did they did the thing where we've got a main event. We've got a main event featuring CM Punk. But we're going to shoot the angle on the show, and so we can't tell you what the main event is. So, obviously, there's there's two things that you can do. You can do what WWE has done before which is you announce the match and then shoot the angle for the match. That's kind of wacky. Or your other option is you shoot the angle on the previous week's collision. Or, you know, you could argue you could shoot the angle on Wednesday's Dynamite, but we've got the uh, split deal that they're doing, and so that wasn't going to work. So this is what they came up with, and, uh, you know, point eighteen. So I think that I think that you could safely say in the future... We need more than one match announced on Dynamite for Collision. Yeah, they do indeed, and they need, again, a better string throughout all three shows, advertising things for all three shows. I think they need to make sure that they hammer that stuff home better. The rating is down 18 to 49 from the .20 it had last week, but... WrestleNomics pointed something out, and it makes sense because I was thinking when it came to all of the competition that you have on Saturday from Major League Baseball to soccer to any sort of car racing to, you know, football in the fall, 
the DVR three number I, I thought was going to be the most important because they want to see, okay, yeah, maybe you watch something else live and you're decided to wait on watching collision, but did you watch it within 48 or 72 hours? Did you watch it in a way where there were embedded commercials that you couldn't skip through? You know, I thought that was going to be important, but they did point out the fact that their movies that they would usually do you know, in this time frame would do like a point one three, a point one five, a point one eight. Yes, during Christmas story on you know, and they run that for twenty four hours in TBS and TNT, that does like a point two one. But as long as the show does, you know, north of six hundred thousand overall and gets a point two oh or at least near it every week, that's going to be the most important thing that WBD is going to be worried about, especially as it moves into football season. That makes sense to me. All right, we've got uh, injuries, and that is uh, Liv Morgan and Kevin Owens. And they did injury angles for both of them last night. And Liv Morgan, I am told, has a shoulder injury, and I was told it was not the same shoulder. So she had that shoulder injury when she got the drop kick in the corner. I think it was a separation or something like that. And then she came back, and now she has injured her other shoulder and uh, may need surgery may not need surgery, but she's out of action. And so they shot an angle where Rhea absolutely obliterated her and pilmanized her arm twice. And so she is out of action, not on SummerSlam, and who knows when she's going to be back. And then Kevin Owens has a fractured rib, and he has had a fractured rib for a while, but was working on it. And they were waiting for an opportunity to do an angle to get him out of action. And uh, I don't know this for sure, but I believe he is off SummerSlam as well. So uh, they did injury angles to write both of them off. Rhea with uh, Liv, and Kevin Owens was attacked by the uh, Judgment Day. And so uh, both legitimate injuries uh, to set up stuff on Raw. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. 
That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. So, Mike, what was that quarter for the bloodline on FS1? Uh, I believe it was a point four six. Oh, 18 my to 49. God, a point four six. Point four six. 18 to 49 on FS1. Yeah, so that equates to, what was it here, 606,000 people on average. It was up 23% from the quarter before, and the segment overall did a one did 1.482 million people. By far, leaps and bounds, the top thing on that show. So, there you go. Oh, by the way, the second biggest thing on the show, although it happened to be at the top of the hour, was EO Sky against Charlotte Flair. Wait those, a second, uh, you're telling me women did a great quarter? You mean I'm you're just, telling me outside of the bloodline the women did a great quarter on SmackDown? Just throwing that out there. How about that? Mm. How about that? Just wait until you have a, a situation where it's Rhea Ripley, you know, face-to-face with Bianca for some reason, or you have that deal with Charlotte Flair. And again, they're very loaded up on the SmackDown side of the equation when it comes to the women, but again... At some point, Rhea Ripley is going to have face-offs with these women, and can you continue to keep her hot? You know, Becky Lynch, you know, there were ebbs and flows, and she lost some stuff, and she's not at the same level she was before. You know, can you keep Rhea Ripley, you know, pumped up and going, and can you keep those other women going? Because Bianca, Charlotte, EO Sky, they've all been great, so... All right, I've not seen the uh, Raw Quarter Hours yet. I need to get those. We can find out uh, how Raw did, if, if the women were the highest-rated segment on the show. Actually, we don't have Raw ratings. What am I talking Not about? Not yet. They come Coming. out today. I got it. Okay. Right. This will be four straight weeks if the women are in the highest-rated quarter on Raw. Now, if it happens to be a, a situation like Dom and Sami Zayn, do you give Rhea Ripley the credit? Only if they, are the, they have to be the centerpiece of the uh, deal. So, like Rhea Ripley destroying Liv Morgan, that would count. That count, but yeah. that was very, very quick. It wasn't even a full quarter. So what about what, what about 
Becky Lynch against uh, against uh, Zoe yes. Stark there with uh, Becky Trisha's versus tattoo. Zoe, of course, would count. Ta- Trisha's tattoo on the line. I wonder how that did. Yeah, that, I was surprised they put that on first with the uh, given what the uh, stipulations were. Yeah, there's really only. I should throw Raquel Rodriguez in that mix too, as far as women, and she. There's still a lot to be determined with her, you know, on her own. Right now, we know she can flex her back, and you know she is impressive. But like, it'll be interesting to see. Like, can you, as you're trying to keep the momentum with these other women, like make sure you build her because she can be a threat, or at least right now she looks like she could be one. I I do like in the in the chat, like everyone's all excited that Io Sky is such a huge ratings draw. You know there were two people in that match, right? But we don't like Charlotte, so she doesn't count. Okay, just making sure we got that right. Now, she's, I mean that's what's going on here, right? She, she has that effect on. People, I mean, yes. she was in the match. I mean, come on. Well, does the referee deserve some credit then, too, Brian? I don't know who the ref was. Was it the uh, female ref, or was it John some Cone? R- John Cone. <laughs> that guy's an NXT ref. Oh, so he's he, actually he's not, but he should be. He's one of the only refs whose name I even know anymore. Back in the day, even if you were making fun of the referees, Gorilla Monsoon would kill the referees. At least you knew Tommy Young and Earl Hebner and these guys. We should know who the referees are. They put more shine on the announcers, and God bless, you know, Samantha Irvin, who's a beautiful-looking woman, and, and all of the uh, They put more attention on them than they do the referee who's actually the third person in the ring. Remember, says she's been featured for years. Where were these numbers in prior years? They just started pushing EO. Dude, Charlotte's done good numbers for years. I mean, there's so much cherry-picking lately. Golly gee, I'm just trying to give you facts, everybody. There were two people in that match and a referee. You can't just say it was all one person. Clearly here. Come on. Now, here's SummerSlam. We got Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. They have not announced a stipulation. My understanding is there is still going to be a stipulation. They have one more show in which to announce it. A fight without honor. We've got Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. Now, Gunther is, uh, I think, like 50 days, maybe 40 days away from breaking the honky-tonk man's record. Do we want the honky-tonk man to remain the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time? No. Because if we don't, then then Drew's losing here. <laughs> He's got to. Now, Look, it, are you going to bring Honky out to hit Walter with a, or I'm sorry, to hit Gunther with a guitar? You could, you could do that, but he's got to shake it off. He can't, he can't not break the Honky Tonk Man's record. They've broken all the other ones, or at least they're trying to. They're going to do Honky Dirty. Watch. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Drew has not re-signed. They made a big deal about the fact that he failed at Clash at the Castle. Like when I watched when I watched the deal on Monday, I thought, you know, Drew might win this match, but there's there's extenuating circumstances where he might not. Now we got Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Let me ask you a question before you move on. There. Yes. Much like L.A. Park in Mexico, you know, who's holding on to that mask, no matter what, because the price it just the price has never been right quite yet. Honky Tonk Man would never let somebody just take a shot from the guitar and and take the shake rattle and roll and just just walk away from it. You know, he's still probably wrestling out in the indie scene. He's got a he's got something to protect. Can is there enough money to pay the Honky Tonk Man off to do that? Would he actually smash Gunther with the guitar but let him shake it off and then beat him up? No. 
No. Honky wasn't even taking bumps 20 years ago, bro. I mean, what are you going to do to the guy? I know. And we, had, we have Ronda and Shayna in a fight, which uh, I think Ronda Rousey's had it here after SummerSlam, so kind of tells you he's winning this fight. But I presume it's going to be some MMA rules type deal. That's the way they kind of promoted it. Ricochet and Logan Paul in a singles match. We have got Asuka, Charlotte, and Bianca. Least said about this, the better. And then, of course, we've got uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso in tribal combat for the undisputed universal title and the designation of the tribal chief, which, of course, Jey Uso will be losing here. But this is also part of a longer story. And then we have Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and I will die on this hill. Finn Balor needs to win this match. He needs to win back the title that was stolen from him by this singing, preposterously dressed geek. And furthermore, I mean, they got so many things they can do with Finn Balor as champion and his best buddy with that briefcase. So, title needs to change there. That is Hallelujah. my... That is my... In fact, I would say it's a demand. Yeah. So, so let Vince know. You yeah. Know, I'm demanding this one. Much like I'm demanding that uh, FTR drop those tag team titles to uh, Adam Cole and MJF, and they do not break up. These are no. demands. Do you understand? I don't, I don't know. Do, do we have to do that? I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jay White and Juice Robinson with those belts. Bro, dude, they got years on their contracts. There's plenty of time for them to win those titles. But if if Adam Cole and MJF lose, then they're breaking up and they're wrestling at Wembley. I don't want that now. You just want more dancing, don't you? No, I want I want the fans to get what they want in a fake sport. You want you where, to get where what the you whole want, point which is, MJF is to is manipulate the baby face things. on the planet. What? That's what you want. You want just you, this is what you really want in in your mind. You're trying to repress this, but you it's about Adam Cole. You don't care what happens with Adam Cole during this feud, whether he turns dirty, whether MJF. All you want is MJF to come out of this thing as the biggest baby face in the whole wide world. And for him to remain that way as the number one good guy. of that. If I were single, the devil turned himself in. If I were single, I'd marry Adam Cole. You're telling me I don't care nothing about this guy. Now, obviously, MJF, I'm sorry should be top babyface. I'm not going to make the argument again, but uh, if it's not going to happen, at the very least, you need to run with this one for a while because it's what... Yeah, what do they say when the best friends... Don't make me drop an F-bomb again. What do they say when those best friends are in the ring? you got to give the people what they want. Give me what I want, don't Adam. Listen to me. Don't screw this up again. Listen to me. Turn on them. Who cares if the fans boo you? They'll still do the boom thing anyway. Look at Jericho. They sing like idiots, even though he's throwing fireballs at people. He's a wizard. You're Adam Cole, damn it. Turn on MJF. Give Brian what he wants, but make sure you make him pay for it. I don't, want, I don't want them to break up now. That's my point. I want them to stay together. I want them to entertain the people. I want them to go further with this storyline. Where's the and end listen, game? Well, I had an end game, and right now... You know, the end game is they they win the tag team titles. And hey, if you wanna if you want Jay and Juice in there, you can do a three way at Wembley. I don't care. But they defend the tag team titles at Wembley, they lose there, they split up, and they wrestle the following week in Chicago. 
for the title at uh, at All In. Or, you know, they don't... I guess if you're going to do uh, CM Punk and MJF, you can have them lose that match and then, you know, lead to MJF defending against uh, CM Punk and then go from there to whatever. I don't know. You know I, what? I don't know, dude. I haven't thought about it. All I know is I watched the show and it's too early to break them up on Saturday. What's really nice about this whole thing is any mention of MJF leaving in 2024 has gone right down the drain. He ain't leaving in 2024, guys. Come on. A gimmick that they're going to bring back, especially if he turns dirty again after all of this, but it is nice to not have that swinging over our heads constantly. Back in a moment with Rob Zerber Live. the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Raw open with the Judgment Day in the ring. Priest, Finn, Rhea. They had a big speech, video of Dom winning the North American title. They called him out. My God, this guy got heat. These people hated this bro or enjoyed hating him. And then uh, he's out there. They got another video package. He declares he's a North American champion. Kevin and Sammy interrupt. They've been through this before. They don't like Dom. Dom says, I'm the champion. Sammy says, well, listen, these fans don't respect you, but they might respect you if you wrestle me tonight. Dom says, you're on. And then Sammy says, you know, last week 
we were going to wrestle you guys, and you demanded we put the tag team titles on the line, and we did. So I think it's only fair that tonight you put the North American title on the line. And Dom is not down with this, but Rhea grabs the mic and says he accepts. Dom was not happy about that. Then we had Becky and Zoe Stark. The stipulation is if Becky wins, she gets a match with Trish. If she loses, she must get Thank You Trish tattooed on her chest. So they had a good match. And Trish headbutted her with the face mask for the heat. Then she threw the mask in for distraction. But uh, eventually Zoe tried to springboard. Becky caught her in midair, manhandle slam, pinned her. So no tattoo for Becky Lynch. Huge pop at the finish. Becky is getting her match with Trish. You know, in another era, mainly the Attitude Era, Zoe Stark would have won. And then we would have had long segments about what counted as part of the chess. Did it have to be, like, right in front? You know, could Becky try to get out of it by doing under boob? That's what would have happened back in the day. Not all that Attitude Era stuff was good. Then we had Cody coming out. He's very ginger with his arm. I don't know if that's a word, but he was, he was holding it gingerly. Gingerly, yes. Ever thought about how weird that is? So anyway, he doesn't have a cast, but it's it's not 100%. And he says, you know, I, I'm not surprised by what you did last week. I'm quite impressed. But someone who was not impressed was my mother, Michelle Runnels. She was there when Terry Funk threw fireballs at my father. She used to drink with Gordon Soley at the Columbia. <laughs> and she'd tell me what I'm telling you. You made a big mistake. You left me breathing. He vows to end all of this at SummerSlam. Drinking with Gordon Soli, which probably wasn't too hard since Gordon Soli was drinking pretty much all the time. Had a ricochet promo challenging old Logan. And then we had Sammy and Dirty Dom for the North American title. Man, they had a really good match. Sammy Zayn was great. Dom did a great job. They did a spot where Rhea took the ref and Priest shoved Sammy off the top for the heat. And Kevin jumps up on the apron, and the referee says, I saw you on the apron. He ejects him for being on the apron. Which People are on the apron all the time. So, of course, the fans boo. But then the ref goes, Rhea Priest, you're out of here as well. And he gets rid of him. Stressed ref. So it's one-on-one. The announcer started plugging X. I can't even say it. (laughs) No. Dom hits the three amigos, goes for the frog splash, knees up. Sammy hits the exploder. He's going for the boot, but Rhea and Priest are shown beating up Kevin in the uh, rampway. And, of course, Sammy's distracted, rolled up, and pinned by Dom. This was a horrible finish to a very good match. And, in fact, that happened two in a row. Now, listen, I know they do these stupid finishes sometime. I've seen these finishes. I've seen these exact same finishes on, on AEW. I, I, I don't inherently hate them. It's okay to do it every now and then. Don't do it two matches in a row. That's what the agents are for. But, Brian, that's God. what they do. That's what they do. Brian, no, what it's they not do. what they do because it's stuck out here because they don't always do it two in a row, and they did here. It was irritating. Lazy. So we had uh, Bronson Reed and Ciampa. It was the same thing. This match, this was a great match, and it started out with a crowd that was like, nah. Bronson Ciampa, yeah, it's fine, whatever. But these guys were like, they beat the crap out of each other, and they're doing all sorts of things that you don't see. Like, Bronson did a, like, 
it wasn't quite a rainmaker, but it was like he was going for a short arm clothesline, but then he turned it into a power slam. That was awesome, like a fast power slam. And then there was an air raid crash off the middle rope, and uh, Yokozuna's sit-down splash after Ciampa tried the fairy tale ending. So the crowd's going nuts for this by the end because they're just working their buttocks off. And then uh, Nakamura walked to ringside. Ciampa's distracted. At least this time, Bronson hit him with a move off the apron and threw him in and hit his finish and pinned him. But still, I didn't need two in a row. You could have done this later on in the show, and I actually probably wouldn't be fine with it. Very disappointing with Ciampa, but you know what? At this point in his career, you know, you don't expect a lot out of pushing him. But Bronson Reed, I, I do worry about because of his height. And it's like he can do so many unique things that I don't ever need him to be the world heavyweight champion. They shouldn't look at him that way. But because he's so unique and can work with different guys and do such different things compared to a lot of other people there, like that's why you have a mid card and an upper upper mid card. So you can he can be that guy in the mid card. He can hold the secondary titles and every once in a while you can pull him up if you need to. I do and again, I just I know the Triple H sees something in him. I don't know if everybody else does. Well, right now, the guy that needs to see something with is Triple H. And you know what I want to see? What do you want to see? I don't mind Ciampa losing. Because I want him to lose and lose and lose. And then Johnny Gargano returns and DIY. He turns on Johnny Gargano. Now DIY reunites and we get some awesome tag matches. Uh. Lived at a promo. I saw this coming three weeks ago when she was backstage and Rhea showed up. And Rhea is the baddest woman in all wrestling and she's standing there like just looking like whatever and live all smiling and happy goes we are i don't know if you get it or not we're not scared of you and i thought you're dead and then she did the same thing last week and she tried again here and uh ria gave her a warning so they were gonna have a match ria jumped her and she destroyed her and she absolutely destroyed her to death, and she pilmanized her shoulder twice. Somebody on the uh, board was like, I watch horror movies, and people get lit on fire and don't sell like this. Well, she's out, and maybe for a long, long time. Didn't you see her get killed by Chucky? She she loves moments like this. Well, she was absolutely killed, and this will lead to uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez at SummerSlam. No, 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 no. For the title. No, it may be. Raquel Rodriguez challenging Lyra Valkyria. No. You should have seen the digital promo, Brian. Oh, I heard about it. would have gotten you all fired up to in getting ready for I'm that sure match. they'll show it tonight. Oh, my God. I can't wait. The range of Lyra Valkyria is amazing. Alpha Academy did a promo. So they had a Viking rules match last week, which was like a really fun match. It actually turned into a great match by the end. But the Alpha Academy lost. And so this week... They have now challenged the Viking Raiders to an Alpha Academy rules match. <laughs> I hope I can contain my excitement for this. And then, then, Maxine steps into frame, and she challenged Valhalla to a one-on-one match. Give it to me. Give me all of it. Please. Please, yes. It's Thank happening you. next week. Thank you. Yes, it is. Ricochet comes out, calls Logan down to the ring. Brawl rolls on. Uh, this Ricochet, he's actually doing, for a guy that they never let talk, he's actually doing pretty decent promos. But, uh, you know, the problem is, you know, you can do a decent promo, but, like, you can't be completely, totally full of it. 
And what he's trying to say is, we wrestlers were on the road all the time. We trained. You know, some of us went through the indies. We, like, you know, did the grind. And you just walk in off of YouTube and you're getting main events. So he's angry about that. But he actually goes, we've missed time. We've missed months. We've had months away from our families. I'm like, months away from your families? What are you talking about? Yeah, Who in the world has months away from their families because of this business? Nobody. Especially in 2023. So you forget the COVID time? I mean, a lot of people had to spend a lot more time with their families and not do as much. Come on. There were people that couldn't wait to get back on the road. But anyway, Logan flew in out of nowhere, jumped in from behind, got on his phone, accepted the match. But then Ricochet made a comeback, super kicked him, standing shooting star press, gave a hello to Logan's followers. I checked his uh, his social media last night. I didn't see this video, but maybe, maybe he forgot to hit record. You ever done that? God. Yes. I saw Bigfoot the other day. Shayna Baszler had the promo. I'm going to fight Ronda Rousey. And then Logan does a promo backstage. And he's interviewed by Byron. And, you know, Byron goes, you know, what happened out there? And Logan goes, that was unprofessional as hell what happened out there. I was victimized. But none of that matters. I'm coming for Ricochet next week. And I'm going to pop him in his stupid bald head. And then he looks at Byron and he goes, no offense. And he pats him on the head and leaves. He was so polite. He felt was so because, bad. Was that because Byron was bald or because yeah. he's stupid? He was bald. Well, I mean, it might have been a lot of things. Uh, Damian Priest squashed Apollo Crews two minutes south of heaven. Becky Lynch so, promo. I guess Apollo's uh, third eye didn't see that one coming. Yeah, he didn't see it coming. Well, maybe he did, but he was all right with it. Valhalla accepts Maxine's challenge. We had a Gunther Drew McIntyre face to face, and uh, it was a good face to face. I thought Gunther was good, Drew was good. You know, Gunther is a fighting champion. He goes, "You want to ride my coattails? I accept. I will humiliate you at SummerSlam. I humiliated you at Mania." And Drew says, "Well, you know, it was a three weight Mania. Sheamus and I were so intent on beating each other up that you snuck in and won. So good for you. You deserved it." But it is a one-on-one -on -one match at SummerSlam, and I'm going to beat your butt. And then Ludwig Kaiser steps up. How dare you speak to the ring general like that, Drew says. I like you. You should be you a leader. You don't have enough voice to actually do what he did. I can't. William. And uh, So anyway, this leads to Drew versus Kaiser, and they had a really good match. And the highlight of this match actually was Corey Graves doing a Ludwig Kaiser impersonation. <laughs> this guy was so unbelievably good. That, like, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Because I didn't hear him start. Like, I was kind of zoned out a little bit because I don't listen to the commentators much. And all of a sudden, I'm watching Kaiser, and I'm also hearing him. And I'm like, is he wrestling in a headset? What's going on? It was Corey. He did a great, incredible job. And then Kaiser avoided the Claymore, hit a kick, but then hit the ropes, ate a Claymore, got pinned. And then they beat the heck out of Drew afterwards. Poor Riddle ran down. This poor bloke, he got killed. And they laid him out. But then Drew fought back and powerbombed Gunther through a table. Gunther landed right on his head, thought he was dead, but he appears to be okay. But uh, good segment. That match is going to be awesome. That might be the best match on SummerSlam. And it will be unless Roman and Jay just have like some incredible match. And then we had the contract signing with Seth and, and Finn Balor. And Seth does his promo about how Finn knows he has no chance. You have no chance here. You are going to lose at SummerSlam. 
And in fact, you're either going to lose or if you win, your boy is going to cash in on you and you're going to lose. So no matter what happens, you're going to lose. And Finn's all angry, but then he laughs and he signs and he says, you think you have this figured out, but you don't. We run this place right now. I've been losing for seven years. It's been driving me insane. And he said some stuff I can't say here on the air because, you know, I don't swear. And then Seth tries to, uh, you know, jump him because the Judgment Day is surrounded the ring. He tries to get a jump on them, but he fails. And they absolutely destroy Seth Rollins. They hit him with all their finishes. And uh, Priest hits the edge. Dom hits the frog splash. Finn hits the foot stomp. They leave him for dead. They they celebrate his show ends. And yes, Judgment Day is the hottest act outside of the bloodline on this whole show. And it was patently obvious watching this show here. So anyway, back in a moment with more Observer Live. Well, somehow I made it through this show today. And a fine job you did, too. Thank you. You did such a good job, boss man, that I think you don't even need me tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is not be here. So you can go ahead and do the show yourself. And, and the guy with all the letters in the in your forum there, who sounded a lot like he wanted to hear much more Brian Alvarez solo on this show, I guess he's going to oh, get his wish tomorrow. Don't, don't be Dax. Don't get gotten to. You know what? That's fine. I'll find someone to replace you. I'll find a very intelligent man. Oh, yeah? Where are you going to find one of those? You won't find one in the United States, that's for sure. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. But tonight, I will be back, barring a horrible turn of events in my illness, which could occur because I'm watching NWATNA from 21 years ago this week. Mm. And I'm a half hour in, and so far, it is better. But, like everyone's going, they ain't going to make it. They're going to quit. They're not going to last 105 more episodes. Last week's show was so ungodly, ungodly horrible. But I didn't quit. But I actually am closer to quitting because of the unprotected chair shots to the head oh than anything God. booking wise. Mm. Bro, dude, every single show. And it's always Jeff Jarrett. He's just swinging these chairs like a baseball bat. Wow, just waffling these people in the head. And you know he was there in WCW when, like, Bret Hart suffered multiple concussions and had to retire. Like, it, 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 don't give me this, we didn't he know got a concussion. BS. Remember that? I mean, come on. With Snooko. He's just killing dudes. I know. Maybe wait till you get to the abyss portion of the proceedings, what they do to him week after week after oh, week. God. I gotta go. I'm gonna go make some chicken. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. All inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never ending fun. So booking an all inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.